Reese Ranch is proud to part with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. East Tennessee's premier DUI defense, criminal defense, and personal injury lawyer. If you find yourself needing legal representation, you're going to want the best. You're going to want the best result possible for your case. Marcos and his team will do their best to ensure that you get the most favorable of outcomes. GarzaLaw.com. Give them a call 24-7-365 at 865-530-8300. That's 865-540-8300. Remember, don't say guilty. Say Garza. Let's get to the show. Week 3 NFL, shooting the shield. I guess we got a Monday Night Football game tonight with the Packers take on the Lions. But we had a pretty good late slate of Week 2 games. Got some more data. Corey Gunkel joins me in the nation's capital. How are you, Corey? I'm doing fantastic, Jonathan. How are you, sir? I'm all right. Feeling better today than I was last Monday. A victory Monday will do that for you. I was a little down in the dumps about my my Titans, but I'm feeling a little bit better. As you can see on the Zoom, got my King Henry shirt on. So I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge win. That was, I mean, one of the games of the day in a... Sunday that was filled with good games, uh, mostly across the board. There were some clunkers in there, but Titans definitely had one of the most impressive wins coming back from double digits in Seattle. Big game. of uh, It's funny how a Monday uh, can change you, John, because I was uh, feeling fantastic last week, and now I feel like you. I feel like a big-time loser. So uh, it's just the, the NFL. I'll take up the second so you don't have to talk about it, but woof. Man. Saints looked uh, looked pretty bad on Sunday as Carolina took it to them. Carolina might not be bad. Carolina seems pretty well coached. Yeah, they have a lot more fun when Christian McCaffrey is out there playing. And Sam Darnold might not be terrible. Yep, Carolina's defensive line is for real. That I can tell you. Not sure about their uh, their offense yet. The, the Saints looked really bad. Worst game I've seen them play in a long time. And credit to Sean Payton before I end my 60 seconds. Didn't make excuses, but you are down almost a dozen starters, eight coaches. Haven't been home in a month, so I'll make the excuses. You get your clunker out of the way now, and you move on. So Saints looked bad. Titans looked awesome. But there were some fantastic games in the Sunday. And it started with a great game on Thursday, ended with a great game Sunday night. Uh, What were some of your takeaways, other than the fact that we've got a lot of injuries that we're dealing with? Well, my big takeaway is that the NFL is striking gold so far with their primetime games. I mean, we have only had one clunker, and even that had Matthew Stafford, you know, kind of flopping it out on the Bears. Everything else has been really, really good. Thursday night was comically good with Washington and the Giants. That poor Giants team, my goodness. Daniel Dimes can only do so much. Slayton dropping that ball, having a guy jump off sides. Dexter Lawrence jumping off sides on a missed field goal. And then you get Sunday night, you know, Lamar Jackson starts it off with a terrible pick six, but able to kind of get it back together. And, you know, they really just ran the ball down the Chiefs' throats. I will say my biggest takeaway from week two, I think I'm going to keep it going. I think the, the the two teams that were thought to be the top of the AFC seem to be a little fraudulent. I didn't think Josh Allen looks good. I thought the Bills, you know, they won 35 to nothing. So it's strange to say that I thought the Dolphins kind of had a chance to win that game. But I feel like the Dolphins kind of had a chance to win that game in the second quarter and just couldn't do anything after Tua got hurt. Jacoby Brissett was terrible, and the Dolphins just kept doing dumb stuff. 
And then with the Chiefs, it's two weeks in a row where they haven't been able to stop anybody. Like Baker and the Browns kind of had their way with them, and you know they could easily be 0-2 right now. I think there are legitimate concerns there on that defense. Yeah, I mean, that Miami game was 7-0 at halftime before they unraveled. I mean, they were in that game. The, the final score does not connote everything that, that happened there. It, it, and then it was again, 14. It, it was 14. They, were, they, they scored two touchdowns pretty quick. And then, the, and then the Dolphins just kind of had the ball the entire second quarter, and the, the and Bills couldn't, couldn't do score. anything. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so they were not out of that game. And then the Chiefs' defense does not look good. And I know you're playing the Ravens' offense, which can do some razzle-dazzle stuff with Lamar's legs. And, and I understand that. But, I mean, they've had a lot of injuries, and they're not a particularly uh, explosive offense, all things considered. They do a lot of great things. But, I mean, it, it's not like the Chiefs are playing the Rams or something here. And – they didn't look very good. So um, I think that's probably my biggest takeaway. And then the injuries. How do you – I mean, there was like five or six starting quarterbacks that went down. Uh, like, you know, And I know two is week to week, and Andy Dalton really doesn't matter that much, right? But, I mean, a couple of these injuries are pretty significant, including Carson Wentz, who just seems to, like, fall down and break every bone in his body every two weeks. So I think that was another takeaway is there's just a ton of injuries right now that could provide a pretty good – uh, blueprint for what kind of wackiness we can be seeing in the coming weeks. Yes, haven't seen any updates on anybody calling Cam Newton, so seems like you can go ahead and maybe say his career is over. But the starting quarterbacks, you know, for a while it was like a 10-minute a window where four guys got hurt, it felt like. And of the injuries, I mean, I think it's safe to say that Derek Carr is the the biggest potential injury, right? I mean, because the Raiders look pretty good. The Raiders balling, Mariota's already out, and you know the Raiders have a chance to kind of get a couple extra wins and and be really cemented for a wild card spot or at least you know a wild card chase. That was impressive what they did to Pittsburgh. It was. I mean, and here's the thing: this is the first time in Raiders history that they have started out two and zero against two playoff teams from the year before. So I mean, this isn't like they're beating up on the Jags and the Texans here. They played two pretty good teams and uh, and beat them. So. Uh, the Raiders look good. The Derek Carr injury is looming large because that young bevy skill set position they have seemed to be coming together at the right time. And then Derek Carr gets hurt, so we don't know what's going to happen there. But, I mean, they went on short rest and hung 26 on the Steelers. So that's that's a pretty good – now, a banged-up Steelers, of course, but, like, they, they they did a pretty good job. So the Raiders, are they for real? I don't know. They started 2-0 last year and then 6-3 and and then collapsed. So they can always have the Gruden collapse, but they look really good right now. Al Davis is looking down, smiling, so happy at little speedster Henry Ruggs just running wide open in the secondaries and making big passes. There was nothing more that Al Davis loved than a fast receiver, and he's got one for his baby boy. And Mark's sitting up there happy as Ruggs just keeps running past everybody. Yep, he is looking up right now, and he is absolutely loving what he's seeing. I don't think Al's in hell. No, he's not. He's not. Al I think seemed to be a good, Max. Al was a good man. He was, and he loved. I mean, you're right. Like it, there might not be, maybe Darren McF- uh, or, or the other fast Arkansas guy, but like uh, like Henry Ruggs is like the prototype Al Davis guy. Like the fact that he's a Raider is divine. So yeah, Raiders are for. Uh, they look for real. I'm not ready to crown them yet. I'm not ready to stamp them, but they look for real right now. Now, when Jerry dies, we'll have a different conversation. But I think Alice, I think Alice, smiling down. Oh man, straight to hell. I mean, what else do we have? I mean, I don't want to like laugh at Colts fans 
especially ahead of a week three matchup. But I feel like I've been pretty right about the Colts. Like, they all talk about how good their GM is. They all talk about how good their offensive line is. It seems like that roster doesn't seem very good so far through two weeks as they couldn't really get any pressure on Stafford on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive side of the ball. It felt like, you know, they just couldn't get any push at the goal line against the Rams. They couldn't score. You know, they, they their quarterback, Carson Wentz, who is injury-prone, goes out. He gets hurt, shocking, and then you bring in Jacob Eason. And pretty clearly, he, did, he wasn't ready to go in a moment's notice. I'm worried about the Colts because if they lose on Saturday to the Titans, they are staring 0-5 right in the face. Yeah, it's a tough time to be a Colts fan because you've got the injuries – and, and it wasn't like Matthew Stafford went out there and just lit them up. You know, he was, you know, 19 of 30 for two TDs and a pick. So I, I thought I that mean, every time they needed a drive, though, he just went to Cooper Cup and they couldn't stop him. Like, I, I felt like every time the Rams needed something, Stafford went right down the field. Yeah, no, they, they, he, he did what he needed to do, and they couldn't stop Cooper Cup. I mean, he just had an insane day, 106 or three yards on nine catches and two touchdowns. That's just ridiculous. Anyway, you slice it. But, yeah, the Colts, I mean – I'm not very happy about the quarterback room with Carson Wentz, much less without him. I don't know how you survive. Now, the Titans' defense looked a lot better in that second half, uh, and that's who they play next week to start their division uh, series. So, like, I, I, I'm not feeling great if I'm a Colts fan right now, uh, and I think they, you know, you lose Sunday, and it feels like it's over. Yeah, good chance for the Titans, you know, after stealing one in Seattle to come back. You beat – that Colts team on Sunday, you put them at 0-3. It's a division loss. You look at the Texans, who actually look a little spunky. I liked what they were doing in Cleveland before Terod Taylor went down, but Terod Taylor got hurt, so it feels like whatever early season mojo they had will disappear with his injury. The Jags are a train wreck. They're you already don't believe in Davis week- Mills? No, I do not believe in Davis Mills. The Jags are already putting out week two apologies to their fans, much like the, Arizona- uh, much like the Atlanta Falcons are. Yeah, that's my favorite storyline of the weekend is the two worst franchises in football uh, arguing with each other over who apologized for sucking first. Just fantastic. I mean, you can't get better than that. Um, yeah, I mean, right now, this is this is a moment the Titans can really snag all of the momentum. I know you don't believe in it, but the theoretical and metaphorical momentum, if you come back from staring 0-2 in the face to a comeback win in one of the hardest places to play in football – and then you followed up with a division win to knock your biggest rival out to 0-3. Huge opportunity for the Titans and the Colts. you got to be kind of scared right now if you're a Colts fan. What else from week two? The Cardinals. I, I feel worse about the Cardinals after that win than I did you know, going into week two. I thought that the Vikings should have won that game. I thought Kyler was a little reckless with the ball. Although I will say it does seem like they have the steal of the draft with Rondell Moore. He is awesome. Seven catches, 114 yards, a touchdown, a 77-yard bomb, another one of those little fast guys that could just outrun everybody. Felt like the Cardinals still should have lost that game, but I will say, you know, they won, and sometimes you need some luck, but bad, bad Vikings loss, who probably should be 2-0. The Vikings should be 2-0. Uh, the Cardinals, yeah, very well could should have and prob- probably and, and could have lost that game. Rondell Moore – I mean, right now, he's my rookie of the year. It's early, but none of the quarterbacks have done anything. He looks awesome. You know, it's him and Jamar Chase and maybe uh, somebody else. So, uh, yeah, I don't feel great about the Cardinals. As far as offensive rookie of the year, I would give Mac Jones a chance just because he's going to be starting all 17 games. So we'll see how many games he can win. 
But, yeah, I mean, so far the other quarterbacks, I mean, you saw what happened to Zach Wilson. That performance alone on Sunday should not come out of any rookie of the year conversation, as did, you know, Trevor Lawrence has been bad the first two weeks. So it feels like both those guys have almost sunk themselves. We'll see what happens with Justin Fields when he gets to play. Seems like Garoppolo is going to keep Trey Lance on the bench for a while. So probably going to be a skill position player to win offensive rookie of the year. I think so, too, at this point, even though we would have never dreamed that at the beginning of the draft. Uh, yeah, the Cardinals uh, defense looked not great. And, uh, you know, it took it took a lot of luck. It took the Vikings being the Vikings uh, with a kicker to have any shot there. So, yes, I agree that there's going to be a skill position player win rookie of the year. I agree the Vikings have to be sad right now. I feel worse about the Cardinals, but I do remember you during the NFC preview making fun of me when I was saying that, hey, Kyler Murray has an MVP-type season and the Cardinals can win that division. I don't feel like that's out of the question with the way Seattle looked. They ain't winning the damn division. They ain't winning the damn division. Go ahead and lock it in. The the, the Rams are winning the division. All right? They should. They should. Now, can the Cardinals make the playoffs? Sure. Can the Cardinals, who are also very old – at least in a couple of key positions, fall apart a little bit. Yeah, they can do that. But right now, I will say the Cardinals are better than I thought they were going to be. I think I said that last week. Even though they kind of struggle with Minnesota, a win is a win in the NFL. You do not take wins for granted in the National Football League, Corey. And they got a win, and they're 2-0. and They played Jacksonville this weekend. They should win that game before setting up a pretty big week four in LA against the Rams and they followed that up with the 49ers. So let's let's put a tail let's put a pin in this. Let's revisit it in three weeks how we feel about the Cardinals because either they will feel a little fraudulent or they will be ready to make a statement and be the best team in the NFC West. I, I I'm in I put a pin in it and I feel like a football is officially back now that the Jets are booing their uh, supposed star savior in the second game of the year at home. Uh, so I just love that. Yeah, Zach Wilson looked terrible. Bill Belichick just had his way with him defensively, and just he just threw some just porous balls. You have to be really concerned, I mean, with his decision-making, despite the fact that he's a rookie in his second game. That was pathetic, and he looked really bad. So uh, Jets being Jets, Falcons being Falcons, Jags being Jags. It feels like Chargers blowing leads around, you know, 4.30 in the afternoon. It feels like football's officially back now. The Chargers didn't blow a lead on Sunday, but I didn't feel like they ever really got going. Felt like, you know, they, they kind of, you know, they kept the score tied, but it felt the whole time that the Cowboys are going to win. Right. As far as right. I was That's concerned. what I, yeah. Yeah. Blow a game that they should probably should have. And there were more flags in that game. That game was horrendous to watch. You know, that, that was so bad. There were so many flags. Uh, so many penalties, so many uh, discussions. It was pathetic. But a combined yeah. 20 penalties, which. I will say that, you know, the Chargers, you just made the reference, known for blowing leads. Maybe a new regime is there so they won't blow leads. Instead, maybe they'll just be really sloppy and lose dumb games that they probably should win. 12 penalties for 99 yards. Ain't going to cut it. It's bad. It's bad. And if you're the Cowboys, it's bad that you can't capitalize on that. The fact that you're kicking a 56-yard field goal to win that game at the buzzer is also kind of bad, I think. You know, I know a lot of people are praising the Cowboys right now, and, oh, Tony Pollard looks awesome. Zeke is back to being Zeke a little bit, and I, that, the offense, of course, looks great. I mean, obviously, uh, they have a lot of great talent, but, man, I'm still not confident in the Cowboys right now. 
Justin Herbert? Bad game. I mean, he what, did the 31 of 41 for, you know, a touchdown and, you know, 300 plus yards isn't like the worst thing you can do. But the way people talk about him, he needs to play better. For, every, for all the But hype. he did have some awesome throws. Yeah, I mean, that's fun. You can have as many awesome throws as you want, but if you can't do it in the red zone, like that's, you're not going to yeah, it doesn't matter. go to the level you need to. And for two weeks now, he has not done it at the level he needs to in the red zone. That's a fact. That's a fact. And I, I think you're going to start hearing that more. I mean, he has been the media darling ever since winning Rookie of the Year. And he's, you know, he's, oh, my God, he's the second coming of the best quarterback we've ever seen. But, yeah, if you can't do it, if you can't do it inside the 20, it doesn't matter. Patrick Mahomes scores. He does that kind of shit, and then he scores. And, I, I mean, that's the difference right now. So, yep, we'll see. He could, he could be on Fraud Watch. We'll put a pin in it. Bad red zone turnover. Bad uh, interception in the end zone. But – it doesn't matter if you lose your out-of-conference games. Those barely even count. He has a chance at redemption against a Chiefs team that, I guess if you're a Chargers fan, I guess you're happy the Chiefs lost just because you're trying to chase them for the division. But I don't know if I'd want a mad Chiefs team in week three because I thought the primetime game, Kansas City just kind of looked bored. And now they should be refocused in a big division game. Patrick Mahomes should be pissed at the way he played with that terrible interception and just kind of a lackadaisical approach in the second half. That's a fun game yeah, this weekend. Yeah, it's a really fun game. And that's a game that, like you said, if the Chiefs kind of zombie their way through and, and win that game at the end, that's a potential upset. But because they lost, I think they're going to come out swinging. I think they might even cover at six and a half. Like, they're back at home. They're pissed off. That's going to be a good game. And, and it looks like you can score on the Chiefs. I mean... Uh, We'll see, but the defense to me doesn't look great through two, and the Chargers, we as we know, can move the ball very well. So we'll see if they, you know, it's like an a movable force meeting uh, another thing that doesn't move, as as the old saying goes. So we'll see. That's a fun game, and I also think that uh, Washington and and Buffalo is a fun game on that one o'clock slate next week. I mean, I think Washington's defense is a little bit better than what we've seen so far. And, well, they better be um, because they've been awful yeah, the first two games. They've been terrible, and I mean, they're almost ten point underdogs in that game. I think that's really high because the Bills don't haven't really you know impressed me either. So that's a low key intriguing game for me as well in the early slot. The point spread being eight and a half in that game is a little surprising because the Bills. Haven't looked good. Again, I know they won 35 to nothing, so maybe that's a part of it. They're thinking people didn't like actually see much of the game and think the Bills, oh, they're back. But like Josh Allen threw for like 170 yards yesterday. It wasn't good. Yeah. In that matchup, Taylor Heineke has the better stats right now. Now, you know, that's the question is what can Taylor Heineke do against a Bills team, you know, on the road? It's easy to do it in Washington. But, I mean, of his first three starts, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but – I know at least two of them have been at home. Have they all three been at home? Uh, I think so, actually. I think the, the playoff game was at home, and then they opened up with two games at home as well. Well, yeah, but he didn't. So, yeah, well, I was going to say he didn't start last week, but yeah, right, sure, right, he right. came in. You know, going into Buffalo is going to be tough for him. So maybe that's a part of the spread. I came away from that Thursday night game, though, thinking that yeah, the Washington defense, not as good as I thought. But, hey, maybe the Washington offense actually has some skill position players, got some playmakers like Terry McLarlin, pretty good. Logan Thomas, pretty good. Antonio Gibson, maybe give him the ball a little more. Yeah, though they have the pieces. I mean, that's the thing is 
you know, they, everyone talks about how great their defense is and their number, you know, top five in DVOA. And, oh, my gosh, look at all these advanced numbers. But their skill position players on offense, if they have a decently competent quarterback, which is kind of was the formula with Ryan Fitzpatrick, get a guy that's competent, who knows the calls, can can audible a little bit and, and just be good enough and rely on your skill position players and rest on your laurels on defense. I mean, that was the that was the blueprint. So if Heineke can keep it up, why not? Why 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 not? I mean, they're my division champs right now. I mean, if the defense makes it better, uh, I think they're coming for the Cowboys. They're going to repeat it in like nine and eight. See, uh, I'm I'm not. I, I'm ready to jump ship on Washington. Already? Yeah, yeah. Because my premise was they they needed a elite defense, and unless Jack Del Rio figures out, hey, we can blitz, then that defense is going to get shredded because Daniel Dimes was out there tearing them apart. That has to worry you. Maybe they snap out of it. Maybe they start getting pressure again. Maybe the front seven starts playing like it's supposed to, but that secondary is not good enough to not create just havoc with your front seven. So, no, I I, I don't know who I'm ready to pick between the Cowboys or Eagles or Washington, but I'm not. I'm, I'm off Washington as my pick right now. I, I'm, I'm now open. I'm open for business. You're in an open relationship. Got it. And, yeah, I mean, from what we've seen, yeah, you're totally correct. The defense has not looked as good as advertised. I think they can fix it, though. That's where I stand. Is I still think it's fixable. I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. But right now, I mean, if you're picking the Cowboys offense or the Washington football team defense, you're going with the Cowboys. That, that much is obvious. So through two weeks, the Cowboys look like the best team in the division, I think. Um, no disrespect to the Eagles. For those in need of insurance, do what I did. Give John Runyon at Farm Bureau Insurance in Maryville a call. He can take care of all of your home, auto, renters, and life insurance needs. I, I got him to get me set up on a bundle for my auto and my life insurance. You can also get in touch with him to check out some of Farm Bureau's awesome membership benefits as I was trying to get set to rent a car to go out to Montana. John helped me walk through the process of getting registered and try to take advantage of that. He is quick to respond and take care of his customers, even the difficult ones like me. And Farm Bureau is a 10-time in a row winner of the JD Power Award for highest in customer satisfaction in the Southeast region and the number one life insurance company in the state of Tennessee. Farm Bureau is a big supporter of Tennessee Athletics. You can see the Farm Bureau logo all over Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. John Runyon is a big supporter of Tennessee Athletics. I remember him taking me to a lot of games inside Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena, which most of them are losses. Thanks, John. But do what I did at, and call him at 865-982-2559. That's 865-982-2559. He'll give you a quote. Make sure you tell him John Reed sent you. I'm looking forward to that Monday night football game, though. Usually when we get NFC East teams on TV, I'm kind of like, you know what? Don't want to watch it. But I'm actually pretty intrigued by Cowboys-Eagles Monday night football this upcoming week because I'm not sure what to make of San Francisco. So this will be another data point on them because, you know, they just played the Eagles. I don't know what to make of Jalen Hurts. I thought he played okay yesterday. And then the Cowboys, you know, Took advantage of a very, very sloppy Tampa Bay. Like, I think, you know, if Brady doesn't have the ball go off Fournette's hands and it gets picked off and, 
you know, Ronald Jones doesn't fumble on the 15-yard line or 20-yard line or whatever. Like, I think maybe Tampa Bay could have beaten them a little worse, and then maybe we would just kind of be questioning what the Cowboys and the Chargers are. But instead, the Cowboys are propped up from that close loss. Then they go on the road, even though they had 75% of fans beat the Chargers. So this is like a pretty good early season test between Dallas and Philadelphia. And I think I'm leaning Eagles plus three and a half here. Yeah, that's I, I, I like that too. I mean, um, I have no idea what to, to say about the Eagles. Uh, the offensive line looks better. Um, they might find like a diamond in the rough here, like a Quez Watkins who went to the Southern Miss, um, who can help them out and, you know, and, and help out the, the skilled guys that they drafted. But I don't know. I mean, I'm still not a believer in the Eagles yet. I, I think the 49ers are banged up. I think they're a little overrated. Uh, and I, I think the Cowboys win that game probably still, but I, I like the bet. I like the bet. I'll give you that. And we've been pretty good about our bets so far. So I'll, I'll ride with you on that. Yeah, undefeated week. I didn't realize I'd given the Patriots on Monday, but it was too easy. We talked about Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. You saw what happened to Zach Wilson. Shout out to Gerard Mayo having the boys ready to play. I don't know if that's my best bet of the week, but I'm leaning towards the Eagles, who I thought maybe were frauds before the year, or not even frauds, I just thought were terrible before the year, one of the worst teams in the league. I kind of liked the way they flew around against San Francisco. I just thought they kind of – you know, they got tackled on a 91-yard pass. They couldn't score at the goal line. That was kind of a game-changer for me. With the Cowboys, I've been impressed with their defense's abilities to create turnovers, although I'm not sure if that's sustainable You know, the entire season. The first two weeks, though, they have created a whole bunch of turnovers. It helped them you know, stay in the game against Tampa and helped them beat the Chargers. If the Eagles protect the ball, though, what's that defense look like? However, a big storyline from week two is Michael Parsons coming off the edge. They, took, they moved him to being a pass rusher, and then he put up, you know, 2018 Nick Bosa numbers. So if they keep him there and can have one of the best pass rushers in the league, maybe that changes the Cowboys' defense. Yeah, he went out there with no prep and just dominated. <laughs> that was pretty scary. I mean, he literally said after the press conference, he was like, yeah, it came natural. Like, a lot of people had bad days out there today, and he was right. They did. Like, he looked like a natural. So, yeah, they keep him out there, and the Cowboys uh, keep that pressure up. Good things pretend for them. So we will see. That is a very intriguing matchup. Another potential really good primetime game, along with Packers Niners. I mean, this is when we're gonna we're gonna see the Packers this week. But I mean, Packers Niners is uh, another game. We're gonna learn a lot about both teams on that Sunday night game. Well, Corey, is it time to get to our picks? I think so. Now I do have a question though. Okay. Because I am, I believe I'm undefeated right now. I'm three zero and one. Three zero and one's good. Do I start fading myself? Oh, no. Knowing that I'm going to eventually come crashing down, or do I ride the wave? You've already let yourself get in your head? Yeah, yeah. What, what the so, hell is so, the audience supposed to do with that? You're supposed to feel good at 3-0-1. You know, I, I do, John, and that's why right now I'm going to be bold. I like the points here in Bills, Washington. I'm going to take Washington. Plus nine right now on ESPN. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know. I just, I think that's a big spread. I think the football team defense is better than what they've shown. You said they have to be. I agree with you. Even if they end up losing the game, I think they cover Washington plus nine is my first pick. You got a second pick or no? My second pick, John. You, if you don't have it ready, you don't have to give it. You just, uh, usually when somebody says one, they got two. So I was going to let you do both. Yeah. My, my second pick right now, John. And this may surprise some people. I'm taking the Rams in a pick 'em 
over the Buccaneers. No, I agree with that. I'm taking the Rams as well. I'll co-sign that one. That's the game of the week. I know we haven't talked about it yet. That's the game of the weekend. The Bucks, Tom Brady, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. One of the wildest stats is that he's closing in on more touchdowns in his 40s than in his 20s. That's almost coming to fruition. He's on pace to pass – close your ears – pass Drew Brees' all-time yards record next week against New England, which is fitting enough, or two weeks uh, for in New England fitting enough. And even with all that said, I still feel like the Bucks a little sloppy, a little rough around the edges. I don't know if they're – just needing to work out some kinks and it's fine or you know if there are some issues there but I'm not there I'm still on their sin a little bit that they're a little overrated so I like the Rams I've been talking about how they're my pick to be the one seed I think this is a big uh, another chance for Stafford and the boys I'll take McVay at home we'll see how the Bucks secondary holds up against Stafford and Cup and Woods but give me the Rams as well I want to see Jalen Ramsey pick off Brady come on pick off Brady Jalen please please do it please you could do it, Jalen. Please do it. Um, yeah, I mean, Tom, week. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say Tom Brady's insane, but go ahead. My other pick of the week. I know I said I you know, was a little worried about him being overrated or whatever, but I'm just simply, they're 0-2 against the spread. I don't think the defense is good enough for this big of a spread, so give me the Chargers. Going into Kansas City, I'll take Justin Herbert on the road, getting seven. I think they'll score enough points. And even if they're down 14 late in the game, I think they will go and get them a touchdown. I will say that I'm a little worried simply uh, on the like the, the common denominator of the Chiefs' first two opponents is that both teams really like to run the ball well. So, like, you know, with Cleveland and Baltimore, they were able to just gash Kansas City on the ground a little bit. The Chargers don't necessarily have that, but I think we'll be able to score enough points. The secondary ain't much better. You saw Hollywood Brown running wide open in the secondary all night. Give me the Chargers plus seven. I like it. I like that. I, I like it. Let's hope we keep the streak alive. And uh, if not, we'll just start fading my picks. I don't like that you're already in your head. <laughs> I know. And I was thinking about it, too. I was like, I shouldn't already be in my own head. It's only week three, but that's what happens. If you start out hot, I mean, I just, I, I start thinking things. I'm like, well, should I start changing things? I don't know. I don't know. So uh, I'm just going to roll with it. I'm going to keep doing what I do. Corey, any other uh, big takeaways or predictions you want to make? No, I don't have anything. I mean, I think this was a fun week. Uh, hopefully it continues. But I mean, look, the season hasn't even started yet for half the league. So we're ready for week one to happen again next Monday on the same place that you hear us and at the same time okay we'll talk next week that was such an anticlimactic ending all right here's my big prediction somebody wins the falcons giants game to go to one and two wow wow and it's probably going to be the giants there you go it's bold but we'll see how much shit do you think kyle pitts and calvin really sit around talking about matt ryan Oh, God. And their offensive line. I mean, they probably are like, my God, why why did this happen to us? <laughs> I mean, Kyle Pitts could be like, I mean, he could be running around with some really good teams. It's still not a good feeling every time I turn on a Falcons game and see Kyle Pitts and have to stop and think whether or not that's Calvin Ridley. I feel like as a tight end, you should be a little bit more physically imposing than he is. He looks like a 
skinny, shifty receiver out there sometimes. Maybe That's, it's Black being slimming. I don't know, but he doesn't seem very big when I see him. Yeah, and if you can't inline block as a tight end, then you're basically a receiver, and then people can take you away. And then yeah, it's not looking great for Kyle right now, but it's very early. Very early. It is very early, but it's very late for Matt Ryan. So that 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 Giants that Giants Falcons game might be the best of the week, just for that reason. Somebody's got to win. Somebody has to win. Some, and that means somebody's going to lose, and whoever loses, it's not good. Whenever you already have one team with Dave Gettleman, and everyone hates Saquon Barkley, and 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 Kenny Galladay is already yelling at Daniel Daniel Jones, and on the other hand, you have a team putting out apologies at zero and two to their fans on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, it's the loser bowl for sure, and uh, whoever loses, I mean, my God, can you imagine the New York media if the Giants lose to the Falcons to go 0-3? Uh, and nobody cares about the Falcons in Atlanta, but uh, it would be funny if they go 0-3 as well. So I'll have my eye on this one as well, and um, and, and I'm excited to, to watch the loser bowl a little bit on Red Zone when it's there once or twice. If the Giants win, they're right back in it, buddy. If the Giants win, they're right back in it. Yep, that's a fact. The NFC, It's the NFC East, baby. I mean, this is this is where mediocrity goes to house itself. So they could be How right back in the o- game. How bad were the officials yesterday? Awful. The taunting penalties. Nobody's asking for them. Like, get it out of here. It's just the competition committee being old, crotchety. At uh, you know, I, I do think that the more people complain, the more likely it is that they'll overturn their thinking. I do think if the fans just keep tweeting and all the media just keep talking about how stupid it is that they will reverse course. I, I, I do think, think so that it'll work. I think it'll work, so keep tweeting. This is when posting matters, folks. So keep drinking and tweeting, writing columns on your blog that no one reads. That's for me. And uh, and I think, they'll, I think they will overturn it eventually. I want to use this platform as a way to get a takeout that I've been wanting to get out that – I haven't really seen anybody else complain about it, so maybe I'm completely wrong with it, but or maybe I'm just blowing up something that doesn't need to be blown up. But I have a real, real problem in the NFL with the way they spot the ball. Yesterday in the Titans-Seahawks game, there was a play where Chris Carson was he was stopped short, but he reaches the ball out as he's falling down and pulls it back in. He was still short, and then they give him a full yard extra. Don't review it, whatever. But... Can we like can we acknowledge that putting the ball out and then taking it back is giving up that forward progress? We always see guys try to stick it out and then pull it back like Chris Carson did as he's falling to the ground. We have to acknowledge he, he went backwards. He gave himself up. Just because you're falling to the ground, pull it back in, it's not the goal line. A first down marker is not the goal line where if you stick it out and you hit it, it's a touchdown. It doesn't work that way for first downs. That's what I was it drives me say. crazy. I was about to say that. They they treat They've allowed players to treat the first down marker like the goal line, and that's why you're you're allowed to do that. It's because it's bad refereeing. Because if you were running the ball and you run five yards past the first down marker, and then you run backwards five yards and get tackled, you didn't get the first down. It's the same exact logic. It's the same process. Uh, I agree. It's just terrible officiating. The NFL is overrun by bad refs who suck, uh, and they need to be redacted. So because uh, I can't say that without getting sued. But, the, yeah, it's bad. It's, it's terrible, and you would think a multi-billion dollar industry would have a better way to do that than sending a bunch of old men who can barely see out to just do it with their eyes. One more thing. Can someone get in Applebee's ears and make them realize that the song that they're using on their commercial is actually making fun of them? Yeah, I never really noticed that because I try not to listen to it. But Someone needs to get in their ear and be like, hey, guys, they're making fun of us. 
saying that we're, they're fancy like Applebee's on a date night just means that we are acknowledging that we are just for white trash rednecks. Right, right. With good morning. Bougie like Natty in a styrofoam cup. Do they not listen to that part of the song? Like, no one thinks that's bougie. As is, same as no one thinks Applebee's is fancy. I get it. It's catchy. Someone used your name in a song. It's catchy. People like it. But you are just making fun of yourself. You're acknowledging we are just simply for white trash people that need a date spot that can't go anywhere else. No one's choosing to go to Applebee's. Maybe Sad. they maybe they know that, and they're just being ingenious marketers, and they're just like, here you go, hogs. Like, you'll love this. Slop it up. This is ironic. Don't you like this, you fat, disgusting, redneck idiots? Maybe so just maybe leaning into their, it. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's their play. Who knows? Kind of like when Pedialyte was like, you know what? We need to just realize that most people are using us to cure hangovers. Yeah, lean into it. Lean into it. They need to just have, yeah. They, they need to have that guy, like, uh, perform at, like, uh, I'm sure he'll be on college game day in a couple weeks, like, as the guest picker or a performer. So they should go all out. Yeah. Have him flip the coin at the Super Bowl. See you, Corey. All right, buddy. Deuce is wild.